something I love about our relationship is we have always both had the freedom to grow our own way. When you're with someone for a little bit longer, that investment just keeps getting stronger and stronger. And then I think for me, like that engagement and wedding soon to be is just kind of that like final seal of commitment on like, this is what we're doing. Yeah. This is, you know, forever for the rest of our lives. Yeah. No matter what I do, it just like feels really safe with you. Like I could literally have the biggest dreams and aspirations, but like knowing that you're in my corner makes it all feel possible. But even if I did fail, that like everything would be okay. Welcome to the Grind and Be Grateful podcast. I'm your host, Marie Wold, health and fitness influencer, coach, and lifestyle entrepreneur committed to educating and empowering women to become their very best selves. Each week, my guests and I are proving that with hard work and the right mindset, absolutely anything is possible. We are here to bring you not just inspiration, but also actionable takeaways that you can use to create a life that you love right now. We're talking all things personal development, including health, fitness, confidence, relationships, and so much more. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's jump into today's episode. Before we get into this episode, it is announcement time. You guys, my super exciting top secret game changer project is finally ready for you. You've been seeing me hinting at this, giving you sneak peeks all over my Instagram. Kind of hard to give sneak peeks on the podcast, but I've been hinting at this for a while and it's finally here. The Nourish Society is now enrolling founding members. You can't see it, but I'm doing a happy dance right now. The Nourish Society is the first membership of its kind where we combine science-based nutrition, eating psychology, and holistic health coaching into a super affordable monthly resource. I designed this for the women who are ready to get healthy and glow up without giving up their favorite foods or sacrificing their social lives. This is also for the women who have tried hashtag all of the things but still struggle to stay on track or make serious progress. And this is also for the women who are ready to ditch the food drama and learn how to do things the right way once and for all. Here is what we're going to serve up hot and fresh every single month. Again, this is a monthly membership, so you will get new content and new support every single month, including sample meal plans with plant-based and gluten-free, dairy-free substitutions, exclusive recipes and meal ideas so that you never get bored with eating healthy again, new resources each week to help you master every single facet of eating well. So think like actionable strategies, balanced living break breakthroughs and fun ways to spice up your eating and your life. There's also a live stream Q&A with me every single month where you can ask questions, get support, and leave feeling motivated AF. And last but not least, we are bringing in a special guest expert every single month who will bring you some society-only 411 on a spicy topic. So things like gut health, intuitive eating, fat loss, emotional eating, metabolism hacks, and so much more. There is going to be so much goodness packed into every single month for a super affordable monthly price. And inside the Nourish Society, we're going to teach you how to eat well, stay consistent, and make peace with food so that you can kick your nutrition struggles to the curb, girlfriend. And when you join now, you will get to lock in the founding members pricing for life. It's only $34 a month right now for the founding members enrollment. And once founding members enrollment closes, the price will never, ever, 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 ever be that low again. So if you're interested in joining, you'll want to head to bit.ly slash nourish society. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash nourish society. That's the URL to type into your browser. We'll also link that in the show notes in the podcast description as well. So if you just want to go ahead and click there, it's also in my Instagram bio if you want to go there. But essentially, guys, this is the nutrition membership to end all nutrition memberships. We wanted to put something together that was comprehensive, holistic, science-based, and really fun, easy, and will simplify all of your nutrition struggles so that you don't have to stress about food 
ever again. That is our goal. We cannot wait to see you inside founding members enrollment ends next Friday, which let me look at my calendar. That is Friday, November 1st is the last day of founding members enrollment, but I would not wait because we all know we're forgetful. We procrastinate and I do not want you to miss this. Again, it's only $34 a month. And if you join today, you will lock in $34 a month forever. So even if this costs $2,000 down the road, it's not going to, but you get my point. Even if this costs $100 down the road, you will only be paying $34 while everyone else pays a higher price. So super excited to be launching this, super excited to have something that's really affordable and accessible to everyone. And I cannot wait to see the impact that this is going to have on all of the women inside's lives. All right. Cannot wait to see you inside, but without further ado, let's get into this episode. You're listening to episode number 69 of the Grind and Be Grateful podcast, and today we are doing something a little bit different, and we don't even have a formal intro written because I'm here with my fiance, Mr. Andrew Shows. Welcome to the show. Hey, glad to be here. (laughs) Glad to have you. You guys, Andrew and I have been engaged for, hold on, Siri, how many days has it been since September 13th? It was 39 days ago. So we've been engaged for 39 days. We got engaged on September 13th in Italy on the Amalfi Coast, and it was the best day ever. Um, And we've just gotten so many questions since then about our engagement, about our relationship, about our wedding plans, so much stuff. And I think like, this is not going to be the most informational episode. If you are looking for personal development or self-love or anything like that, like I have 68 other episodes for you. Um, But we just got so many questions that we wanted them to be in one place. And I personally, the people that I follow and the content that I consume on a regular basis, I love learning about their relationships and I love learning about their love. So um, hopefully this is a exciting episode for you guys. And we're just going to jump right into it. I think we have quite a few questions. So we're going to um, skip the review of the week and the like sponsor of the week just to get right into it. Ready, Andrew? Ready as I'll ever be. Yeah. You're such a good sport. Okay. <laughs> so Andrew, I want you to tell, obviously, like all the questions come from the major question of like, how did it happen? So can you, do you want me to tell the story and then you tell the prelude of like how much you struggled to make it happen or how do you want to do this? You mean how much I had to go through in order to make this happen? Yeah. 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 Not like you've struggled. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So the story of how it actually happened, um, a lot of people were wondering, was I surprised? The answer is kind of, no, like mostly no, because mm-hmm. first of all, we've been together for like six years and we, we've talked about getting married for like multiple years now. So getting engaged was not something I wasn't expecting. And I also wasn't surprised that he did it in Italy because obviously that's like the best place to do it. And we had like ordered the ring together previous to our trip, like to make sure we had enough time before Italy, like all signs were pointing to he was proposing in Italy. Um, So I wasn't really surprised and that's very on brand for us. Like I'm just not one for a lot of surprises. I like to be in the know, in the loop. And also I'm very particular about like rings and style and stuff like that. So I wasn't very surprised, but and I think that a lot of people think that if it's not a surprise, it's not romantic. No, and it was still really special. I can confirm it was. I, I'm. I'm actually personally. I, I like that it wasn't a surprise because it was this like mutual. We like you know what's about to happen. We're making this an amazing event, an amazing time, traveling, having a vacation in, in the meantime, um, and so it wasn't this like, oh my god, like. I had no idea or like, yeah. oh my God. Like, but also he I, wasn't like, I wonder if she'll say yes. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like I hope she says yes. You know, it was more like, I want to make this special. I want it to be something that she remembers and that is what she wants, right? With like picking out the ring. Like I know that there are, there are guys that will just buy kind of like a stand-in ring 
um, for the engagement and then they'll actually get um, like the real one later or something like that. And, you know, we, I think for me, I was like, I just want this to be what, you know, how she wants it because I don't know, maybe other guys are different. I'm not super. Andrew's very go with the flow. He's not very controlling. So like, he was like, honestly, I just want you to be happy and like, I'll be yeah. whatever you want. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, but, but also, I mean, make it special, you know, put some thought into it and, uh, yeah, it was definitely still so special. So the actual day of our engagement or the actual day he proposed was like so magical. We were staying in Positano, which is on the Amalfi coast in Italy. It is absolutely breathtaking. Um, and all along the coast, there are like these quaint little towns, um, that are like built up on the cliffs and stuff. And they're just breathtaking um and so one day we decided we were going to do this hike on this really famous path called the path of the gods and like i said there's tons of cliffs um it's very like rocky there and so this path is like on top of the cliffs and the entire way you're just overlooking the ocean and the cute little towns dotting the shoreline and like it's just insane like i wish that for once podcasts had visual because i want to show you how beautiful it was um but we did this hike it was like literally two thousand stairs to even like get to the hike and then it was i think i don't know if it was like three or four hours that we were actually hiking and it was basically stairs up and down like the entire time it was an insane day of hiking yeah just i mean almost an hour just to get to the top yeah, just to get to where like the path officially started. Yeah, from from the town that we got dropped off in. That was, right. Like, the, the right. We got to the actual path, and we were already like super burned out, super tired, and then we, we still were had burned to... out. We were like having a great time. No, no, no. Yeah. I just mean like it was it was exhausting. We it was it was yeah, it was really tough. Um, and we're fit active people, so you know. Yeah. Uh, this is this is really um a lot more than we had bargained for, and then we got to the top, and we're still you know two two and a half hours away from the end of this path yeah. and we only went halfway like yeah, from the yeah. beginning we, we, we started half our hike was like three or four hours and we only did half of the path right um but anyway so we hike for probably like an hour first or maybe an hour and a half and we get to this it's like an abandoned convent right or a monastery, a monastery yeah. an abandoned monastery um, at one of like the most beautiful vantage points there is. And they had like vineyards around it and stuff. I don't understand how everything's maintained up there. Well, they have like a cable, literally a cable that they like send back and forth down to the village. Yeah. Up, like, well, and people live up there. reach it by foot. Yeah. We, um, we actually met one of the farmers yeah yeah we like took a wrong turn he was like oh yeah this is actually my farm like the path is the other way yeah it was not very clearly marked but anyway so we got to this abandoned monastery and just like took a break there had some water um there was a really cute dog on the ground that looked a lot like rosie so that was like really set the scene nicely there was like a butterfly and the dog we were just overlooking the um the ocean it was it was amazing and then that's where he proposed and he had really nice little speech. Nothing like too flashy or long or like mushy because we're just not like that. But it was really from the heart and really sweet and like perfect for us. So that was how he proposed. Again, I had like literally picked out the ring myself. So I wasn't surprised about the ring, but I was still like on cloud nine, so happy. And the entire rest of the hike, I just like kept staring at my ring and be like, hey, we're engaged. Hey, we're engaged. <laughs> Hey, we're getting married. You still do that. I still do that like every day. 39 <laughs> days later. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's the story of our engagement. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts to add? Any, you want me to the actual like. You want me to tell you the, you want me to tell you like the pre, tell the pre-story to that? Yeah. I mean, do you feel like I gave the full details of the actual proposal? Yeah. Okay. That was, yeah, that was everything. Yeah. That, but uh, Andrew had to go through hell and high water to like secure the ring. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I knew this was the right thing to do because, you know, I have this thing where when, when you really want something and it's really meaningful, the universe kind of puts obstacles in your way yeah. just to test you, just to be like, are you sure you want this? Right. Are you sure this is what you're going to do? You can back out now, you know, no hard feelings. And, and so if it is, you, know, you, you have to overcome those obstacles anyway. So, just to get 
this ring, the, the company that we had ordered from um, had emailed me like, I think two weeks before we were going to leave saying that the, um, actually, I think it was less, I think it was like a week before saying that they were going to back the, the ring was on back order or, or the, the creation of it was, was on back order because they were just super booked with creating rings. No, one of their like suppliers was like, Oh, their like stone cutter. Yeah, yeah. Well, their stone cutter was behind on production of, of the the stone that we got. And so um, they emailed me and they're like, so we're not going to be able to get this to you for another two weeks. Is that a problem? And I just emailed back, you know, politely, like, you know, actually it is kind of a problem. Um, my first reaction my- <laughs> when Andrew told me about this was like, yeah, it's a problem. Tell him it's a problem. <laughs> you know, and I, I kind of just – just told them the truth of like, hey, like I was planning on using this or proposing in a week in Italy, uh, blah, blah, blah. Is there anything we can do? And so they were actually very helpful and they said, you know what, we'll just send you like a standard um, ring because the one that we were getting was a little bit customized. The one that I designed was like based on a, like a base model that they constantly carry in stock, but like with some additions to it or with some edits to it. And so they offered to send like the base model. Right. And so they're like, all right, we'll overnight this to you. Don't worry about the shipping costs. We'll take care of it. All right. Great. So this was on. So that was supposed to be like a stand in until we got home. Yeah. Until until we got home. And so that was like a Thursday, I think. And then we were going to leave on, I was, I was leaving. Mary was already out there. I was leaving on Wednesday morning. I was like, Oh, overnight. I'll have plenty of time. Well, Saturday comes by and it still hasn't shown up. And like the tracking isn't. Y- yeah. Well, the, the tracking says it hasn't been. It was just like, just, it's still in delivery. It's still being shipped. And so I can't do anything. Monday comes around because Sunday they're not going to um, deliver it. Monday comes around and I call. I'm like, hey, um, you know, where is this in. Um, and time is ticking. Like, yeah. you're, you're supposed to leave on like Tuesday or no, Wednesday? Wednesday? Wednesday morning. So. What happens is they try to deliver it to the house, but I'm not home. I'm at work and it needs a signature. So they can't leave it. And so I call, I think it was UPS and I'm like, um, Hey, like I need this. This is like 7 PM. I'm like, Hey, I need this tomorrow. I'm leaving, um, Wednesday morning. And they're like, all right, we're, we'll, we'll try to deliver it again. Uh, but we'll need a signature. I'm like, no, I'm not going to be home. I'm going to be at work. And they're like, okay, well, we can reroute it to our service center and then you can go pick it up at the service center, which I look on the map is like 40 minutes away. I'm like, all right, fine. If I, you know, I got to do what I got to do. And so I get the message that I, that it was rerouted. And so I go there first thing in the the next morning. You literally are like waiting outside before they open. I get there 10 minutes early. I got to wait for the doors open. I go in and they said, actually, it hasn't even been rerouted yet. Um, it's still on a truck somewhere. Like it hadn't been like processed. Like right. the reroute hadn't been Basically, processed. Basically, they put yet. the thing, they put the order in to reroute it, but not you know the the truck driver just hadn't gone to the service center to to do that yet. And uh, and they were like, yeah, you know, he might not even get back here till the end of the day um, or tomorrow morning. And I'm like, Ugh. I need this thing. Like, I'm leaving at like nine in the morning the next day. They this is not just like open. an Amazon order, okay? Right. <laughs> and so I told them, you know, what it is and, and they're like, all right, we'll see what we can do. And so I'm sitting there waiting and the lady comes back and they're actually really helpful. And she comes back and she goes, okay, this is what we can do. We're going to call the truck driver. We know which truck it's on, or we think we know which truck it's on. And we'll have you meet him in a neighborhood at in in like on a tw- in like a twenty minute window, <laughs> we'll have. We don't know like where exactly he's going to be, but we can give you the general area and then like a twenty minute window. <laughs> and I'm like, all right. You have to go play hide and seek with the CPS yeah. truck. And so they give me a street and that he might be on. And so I go and um, I go and just like sit on the street and like ten, I think ten or fifteen minutes goes by and. Like I had driven around this neighborhood, I didn't see him, and, and finally I just p- pulled over and parked. And um, sure enough, he comes down the street. I flag him down, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I got the call." He was like, "Oh, I was just actually on my way to that apartment complex in probably an hour." <laughs> I'm like, "Great, I wouldn't." You didn't have to do any of this actually, yeah. but like whatever. And uh, he's like, "All right, let me find it." And so he digs through the truck. Well, 
they section the trucks off by neighborhood. And so, of course, he just goes to the, the section where our apartment complex is. And he, he pulls, you know, the, the truck is packed and he pulls, you know, packages out, moves things around and he can't find this thing. Well, he tears out the whole truck. Like he pulls out like everything. Um, and until finally he's like, hold on, let me see if it's in this one spot. And he goes to the front of the truck. And this is like, you know, 10 minutes goes by. I'm like sweating bullets. Like, please, this is my last chance. Please have this package. And finally he, he did. He, he had it like in the front seat and he was like, oh yeah, I wasn't even going to deliver this today because it got rerouted. So oh my God. Uh, you got, you know, you're lucky you, you had time to track me down. Um, so anyway, I have the ring that this is obstacle, you know, number one. Wait, there was more. And then, oh yeah, getting, so, and then my flights the next morning. So I get to the airport. Okay. You don't need to go through all the details of the flights, but basically there was like weather, you got rerouted. rerouted Like they like added flights, flights, didn't know if his bags were going to make it like all the stuff with his flights too. So it was just, and he was meeting me there. So like he was, that's why he went through all this alone. I was there early for business. And then like he met me after my business thing was over and so it was like this whole ordeal and the universe was like, are you sure you want to marry this girl? Like, yes, I'm sure. But it worked out. Yeah, it worked out. It was a roller coaster of emotions. So he was like telling me all of this and I was like, yeah, I was updating Marie. Yeah. Anyway, so that's the story of our actual engagement. Um, a little bit about my ring because I did get a lot of questions about that. Um, my ring is from Jamie Park Jewelry is the right. That's the designer. Um, it's a thin 14 karat gold band um, with a basket setting. I think that's what it's called. Um, And then it has a two and a half carat white sapphire, which I'm like so in love with. I'm so excited that I found a white sapphire or that I like discovered that that was a thing because I didn't really want a diamond. And I also didn't really want a moissanite, which is supposed to look like diamonds because I don't know. It just felt really like loud. I wanted a kind of chunkier, not chunky, but like a bigger stone just because I think it looks better, (laughs) but I didn't want it to be super sparkly and like over the top. So a white sapphire is still like a clear stone, um, a conflict-free clear stone, but it has a more subtle sparkle, but it still looks really beautiful and timeless. Um, So yeah. I love my ring. I'm so obsessed with it. It also ended up being extremely affordable. And like, that's not why we picked it. We did want something on the affordable side just because that's not something we like really would rather put a down payment on a house or like get, get actually married than get a super expensive ring. But as a plus, it also ended up being super affordable. So um, that's about my ring. And yeah, that's what people wanted to know. Um, as far as other questions that people wanted to know about the engagement, were you nervous? Um, at first, and then as soon as I like decided how I was going to do it, where I was going to do it, and all that, um, not really. So it was just like the unknown made you nervous. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was kind of like yeah. It, it, as soon as I had it all figured out, I was. I was not really nervous. I was more just excited and yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. My only regret is we didn't take our sunglasses off when you proposed. And so I felt like we didn't have as like strong of a connection. <laughs> as we, we can always redo it. We'll yeah. go back. I'm going to make you repropose like every year. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. Um, other question. Do things feel different at all? And actually I didn't think it would, but I would say yes. Yeah, I, I think yes, too. I think um, for me, it's just this like this concrete feeling of like we're a team, like we're in this together now. Yeah. Um, not that we weren't before, but it's just something about. Um, You're not wearing your ring. Oh, it's because I was at the gym. So I need to get one of those. Yeah, I got to get one of yeah, those rubber ones for the ring. gym. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Things do feel different. I just feel like it, even though we've been together for six years, like I said, like we've lived together for three years. We've, we have pets together. We've moved. Like we are doing this life thing together. Like we've been doing that for a while, but just being engaged and like having that mutual agreement as like a sign of our love and commitment to each other 
made things feel different. Like we just feel the team dynamic is a lot stronger. Yeah, I think. And I know getting married will be like even more. Yeah. For me, the, the word that stands out is commitment, right? Yeah. Because it's, it's this, I mean, you know, when you first start dating someone, you're, I think most people are kind of like, just not like looking for other people, but just kind of like, you're like, oh, we'll see how this goes. Right, like, like let, let me, you know, invest a little bit into this person, but like, you're still at the beginning of that, right? But when you, when you've been with someone for I a little mean, longer. I like that for us at right before we got engaged. It wasn't like that for us for the last like five years. But no, no, no. I'm saying when you first start dating someone yeah. and then, you know, you, when you're with someone for a little bit longer, that investment just keeps getting stronger and stronger. And then I think for me, like that engagement and wedding soon to be is just kind of that like final seal of commitment on like, this is what we're doing. Yeah. This is, you know, forever this for the rest of our real lives. Deal. Yeah. Um, and speaking of, I just asked Andrew where his ring was. One thing we actually did non-traditionally is we both have an engagement ring or his band and we like went to Cartier when we were in Italy. He got a band when we were in Rome because we were just like, I mean, it was, it was my idea, but I wanted to make sure that like he was definitely on board with it too. But I was like, why should I only wear a ring? Like, why should I be the only one that like has, you know, a sign that like we're engaged and we're committed to each other and like you you agreed, right? Yeah. I mean, I I guess also I'm not really I don't know. It just to me it wasn't that big of a deal. You know what I mean? In yeah. in terms of like I'm fine wearing an engagement ring. Like I don't have really a strong opinion on that either way. Um yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And I just like once you're engaged, it's like, wait, I want you to have a ring too. Like I love my ring and I it, love well, that it yeah. like, stands for our commitment. Like it feels normal too. I mean, yeah. it almost would feel weird if I wasn't wearing one now. Yeah. Because like why are you only engaged yeah. and I'm not engaged? So that's the thing that we did like non traditionally and also probably I don't know if like me picking the ring out and stuff was like non traditional. I guess my white sapphire is definitely non traditional. So we did a few things differently. Um, and our wedding is definitely going to be a little bit different as well. So I guess we need to talk about wedding stuff now because that's a lot of questions that people had. Um, as far as actual wedding details, so much of that remains to be seen. But the things that we do know for sure are we want to have a non-traditional destination wedding, right? Yeah. Do you want to tell them? Or do you want me to no, keep No, no. I think... <laughs> this is like... This is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> So we're going to do a non-traditional destination wedding, meaning that we're not really big, like, fanfare, like, pomp and circumstance, like, really, I don't know, like, we're just not the type of people to have, like, a huge wedding with a bunch of formal dances and traditions and, like, hundreds of people watching us and stuff like that. Like, we're just a lot more low-key, not necessarily private, but just... I don't know. We're more introverted. We like would rather have a smaller group that we really care about and only have the people that we truly want there. Um, and we also don't care to have like a ton of like first dance, and, like all of the, I don't know. My dad said he wants a father daughter dance, but um, like we just don't care to have a lot of the traditional stuff. So we're going to have a small ceremony and then have really just like an, a nice celebratory dinner and maybe have a father-daughter dance but have like really good food wine we're thinking we're gonna probably i haven't said anything about it yet but we're thinking we'll probably do it at a villa in tuscany um and just like rent out the villa and that will be our space for us and our loved ones um for that day and just have a really good time like chill time not a crazy time yeah i mean we're not ones for big parties yeah we don't really do the party thing right so for us it makes a lot more sense just to like have the people there that are really really close with us um just make it special yeah Yeah. we wanted to do destination like we we do have a little family in minnesota still like my parents live in texas now but i like neither of us have particularly like super close family in one specific spot so i don't know we just wanted it to be really cool and like an adventure and we went to our friend's wedding last year um or wedding celebration in amsterdam and 
they like I love the way that they did it. It felt really cool just knowing that everyone was there, like really wanted to be there. Um, and also that you kind of gave people an excuse to like have an adventure and see more of the world. So and travel is really big for us. So that's my that's that's the current plan, but we literally haven't started planning anything. We don't know where, we don't know a date. It'll likely be either like a year from now or like spring 2021. We really want to buy a house first. Um, and I probably want to get a horse in the next year. So um, yeah, and weddings are expensive. So we're not really in a rush, but excited. Yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, do we have like a wedding theme and colors and stuff yet? No. <laughs> also, Andrew's like, I don't care. Like he's so laid back. So basically probably all of the visual stuff will be mostly up to me or I'll like be like, do you like this or this better <laughs> if I can't decide on something? As far as the actual like theme, colors and stuff, we'll probably keep it pretty classic, natural, relaxed, but still really pretty and romantic and probably all neutral colors perfect nothing bright <laughs> um yeah let's see what else i have no idea what i want my dress to look like yet i feel like i really just need to try a bunch on to even know what i like what looks good on me i have like an idea of what areas of my body like i want to be highlighted like it's important to me that like it flatters my waist and my butt and like that's about it <laughs> that's all i know so far about my dress will i take andrew's last name william um yeah we've talked about this a lot and uh, for me like i think i do want to take his last name legally and it's something that like he really wants right yeah i mean i think i have a great last name his last name is shows yeah um, I wouldn't want that. <laughs> and for me, the only reason why I wouldn't want to take his last name is because all of my like business and just everything has been built on Marie Wold. Um, so what will probably happen is I will probably legally take his last name and then just publicly stay as Marie Wold. Um, my mom actually never took my dad's last name for like a similar reason because all of her, like her career was built on her maiden name. Um, and so she never even legally changed her last name, but I will probably legally take it and then just keep everything else public the same. Um, so yeah, I'll be Marie shows. No, no hyphens, nothing like that. Like, I don't really like a hyphen. Also, I don't really think our names sound that great together hyphenated. Like wold shows or shows wold, like mm. it's not the worst. Like at least they're both short. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't want a hyphen. Like if we're gonna if we're gonna do it, we're gonna do it. Yeah. Um, and also if we ever do decide to have kids, like I do like I don't know, it was just kind of like annoying to be like, Yeah, my mom and dad have a different last name, but they're married. Like right. as everyone assumed that my parents weren't married and I don't know like that was a big deal to me as a kid. Now it's not a big deal to me, but for some reason that like did kind of, it was kind of annoying as a kid to have different last names. So just, yeah, we'll probably do that. Um, what else? What are you most excited about when it comes to being married? I'm most excited about the fact that, I mean, first of all, it's a huge stepping stone in life, I think. A huge, not stepping stone, but like It's like a momentous milestone. occasion, yeah. Yeah, and I think it kind of just sets up the next, I mean, the rest of your life, right? For a yeah. different a, a different experience. I don't want to say unique because a lot of people get married, but um, yeah, just like that whole like we are, going back to the whole like we are a team thing. Um, you know, we're building a dynasty here. <laughs> building our empire. And uh, yeah, just, I don't know. It's just cool to kind of like carry on that, that really human tradition. Yeah. And celebrate our love. Yeah. Um, okay. Last question. And then we are going to jump into just our three top pieces of advice for other couples. 
Um, okay, what is your favorite thing about each other? My favorite thing. <laughs> my favorite thing about Marie is it's kind of hard to put into words, um, but it's her way of understanding. I think that um, a lot of what connects us to other people is our ability to understand each other. And I think Marie and I just have always had a very natural, strong understanding mm -hmm. of, of each other. And um, I mean, even little things like, you know, she gets my jokes. She Except when your sarcasm is like too... <laughs> Like he literally doesn't even use like a sarcasm tone. He just because so my my explanation on that is that I'm it's so sarcastic that it's it so actually, advanced it might actually be true. Okay. Anyway, go back <laughs> go back to giving me words of affirmation. Oh, uh, okay, okay, yeah. So anyway, back to uh, just like yeah, your the, your way of understanding and and um, like I don't necessarily want to say intelligence. Like you're very smart, but it's it's not so much just your intelligence, but it's, it's like your. I, you feel seen. Your I feel uh, I just feel understood. Yeah, yeah. I feel like um, I say things they don't bounce off of you. You actually, you know, you hear them, you understand you. Except sometimes when you go on like existential tangents. Listen, that's a very. No one can handle that. Right. I, I can't even. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm saying. Sometimes. Oh, my God. <laughs> he is a very, like, deep thinker, and he always ponders, like, existential questions that, like, no one has the answers to, and he'll literally just spiral for an hour. Actually, he did that last night. So that's one thing about him. I love that he's so inquisitive and such a deep oh, thinker. That's, oh, you love yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Okay. I also love just, like, tuning it out after a while. <laughs> um, so what, what is your favorite thing about me my favorite thing about Andrew it's kind of similar but basically just that he feels like home like ever since we first met even though we're totally different people than when we first met it's always felt so natural and comfortable and like you just get me and that there's no judgment and like I can fully be myself of course when we first dated like there was like a point where like I wouldn't fart in front of you or like I was afraid to like look ugly eating in front of you or like oh things God. like that. But at this point and, and like shortly after that, like I just feel like we got over that really fast and that we've also always really gotten each other. I don't know how else to describe it, but you just like feel like home. Aww. And also the fact that no matter what I do, it just like feels really safe with you. Like I could literally have the biggest dreams and aspirations, but like knowing that you're in my corner makes it all feel like possible. But even if I did fail, that like everything would be okay. Cause like you got me. So mm -hmm. I guess that's two things, but you're welcome. I know there's just so many. There's so, so many. There's so many. So, <laughs> yay. I love our love. Um, so now we're going to go into our advice. And actually, I feel like that was a good tangent. Like everything we've, t or segue, I mean. <laughs> um, so everything we've already talked about kind of makes sense for our advice. Do you want to say the first one? So this is our number one advice for so a successful, healthy, long relationship like ours obviously there are people that have been together way longer like my grandparents were married for like 55 or 60 years or something like that yeah. before my grandpa died but for I, our age like i'm 24 you're 27 and we've been together for six years like this is a long relationship yeah for, so for, yeah so um there's something even stronger than breaking the ice and that is you need to break the wind <laughs> aka farting in front of each other we swear <laughs> we swear that couples that don't fart in front of each other are doomed they're like, doomed like we just have this theory there's and it's much, held through there's held, too much tension it's held what was it it's held fart. up with like a bunch of people that we know like if you don't fart in front of each other like it's just doomed because you're gonna spend so much time together uncomfortable and tense and trying to like clench your butt <laughs> like how can you enjoy yourself how can you let yourself just be you yeah. if you're always holding in a fart 
Like yeah. I just, and obviously there's a time and a place to hold a fart, but like if you just are not comfortable <laughs> with someone, if you're so uncomfortable with someone that you could never fart in front of them, like, I don't know. I just feel like they. Right. And you have to like keep up that, that charade for your whole life. Yeah. I don't think it's possible. Yeah. Like we draw the line, like we don't poop in front of each other, but like we definitely fart in front of each other. Yeah. And it's also healthy. at this point, like. We both have had like serious illness and like surgery and stuff in front of each other. Like we've seen like a lot of each other, <laughs> like at our worst. And so you seeing me fart like isn't a big deal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and if, you know, someday you have a child, I feel like that's like, you know. Yeah. That's we're seeing everything, right? Yeah. We're going through everything. Yeah. So if <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so that's number one is our advice is get comfortable enough to fart in front of each other. That is an absolute must. And that is the hill that I will die in. What is your advice for uh, choosing the right first moment? I don't even remember the first moment. I don't either. (laughs) I'm trying to like describe like what kind of fart you should present first. We don't need to go there. I feel like it's probably oh best if it's like not smelly. Yeah, but like someone's got to go first. Oh I almost God. feel like the girl has to go first. <laughs> I don't know how it works. I don't, I don't think so. I don't know. Anyway. Anyway. Point <laughs> number two. The other, the other two are more serious, but we really are serious about that one. Is like you should be really comfortable with your person. Um, point number two is to make a decision and commit to the team. Which we take to mean as like, I don't know, I think we both agree that like there probably isn't one soulmate that we have in life. Like there are probably multiple people on the earth right now that we can have like an amazing relationship with and have like a great life and be happy with. But at some point you make a decision and you commit to a person and you decide that like for better or for worse, they are your human. And that doesn't mean you're settling, but it's just accepting um, that no relationship is ever going to be perfect or without hardship because it's between two imperfect people. And so we're just a big believer, big believers in the fact that like you have to commit to being a part of the team and like take that so, so seriously. Right? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. No. And I think, I mean, that's going back to the whole engagement thing that just, it made it more real right in the fact that like um you know and we haven't done anything you know financially we haven't joined bank accounts or anything like that we have a little bit but we've had like a mixed bank account for stuff before right um but like it just yeah it puts in perspective of like you know things like money like you're working towards your team now like you're working to do things for the team like before this we would like I don't, it, it's so weird because it was like such a natural change. But before we got engaged, we would always like split our groceries and like, because we do eat some different stuff. Yeah, I think that might but be like, unique to us just because we don't eat the same things all the time. Yeah, together. but I'm just saying, for example, of like yeah. this shift is like we used to split up our groceries and like basically either have different carts or like split the bill according to who got what. And then when we came home after getting engaged, it was just like so natural to just like put all of our groceries together. I don't, I feel like that's such a silly example, but it, it just goes to show that like a, a switch was kind of flipped and like the way that we both thought about our relationship, like automatically changed. Right. Um, but I think even before getting engaged, like there is a commitment. And I think if you want to be in a serious, conscious, healthy relationship, like you have to be willing to have those conversations about like what level of commitment you have to each other. What are the expectations of each other? Like for us, we've always had like a zero tolerance policy about like loyalty and stuff like that. So I think it's all about making a decision and being really upfront with what you want and what you expect out of your relationship so that everyone is on the same page and everyone is like playing by the same rules, I guess. And also just making the best of like, if you're, if you decide that that's your human, then you have to do everything in your power to like make that relationship the best it can be. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 100%. And then last but not least, 
It says, never stop growing as individuals. What does that mean, Marie? I wanted you to talk. Oh. <laughs> so never stop growing as individuals. So for me, um, this, this idea actually goes back to one of my high school coaches. Shout out Mr. Faust. Um, Fausty, one of, one of the things he would always say to us um, was, you're either getting better or you're getting worse. Meaning there is no like staying the same because if you're staying the same, you're getting worse, yeah. right? Because th everything around you is constantly in motion, right? Which, I mean, that's another thing we can go into, which is, I won't, but just shortly. <laughs> uh, if you've ever had to stand still, and I mean perfectly still for something, you realize that even doing that for one minute is very difficult. Right. I'm saying like posing for a photo or like when you something. used to do nude modeling in college. Hey, shout out to that. Uh <laughs> <laughs> you used to like go to an art studio and like get drawn or painted for um like extra cash. I did. Yeah. They paid pretty well actually. But that that is where I learned that of like I had this I had to pose for about ten minutes at a time sometimes and that and actually and 15 minutes still in yeah and i would i would start sweating like yeah. it was really tough to hold your position and i'd be in you know sometimes even in comfortable positions i wasn't in like you know an awkward standing weird position and it was still really difficult so anyway this long long tangent just being that we are we are constantly in motion when we're at least when we're awake we're always moving yeah. Um, and so the world is constantly moving and so everything's progressing. And so if you're not growing with it, if you're not continually moving, trying to improve yourself, trying to, um, you know, help people just keep doing things, you will be getting worse. There's no like middle standing yeah. ground. And I think for me, like something that is something I love about our relationship is we have always both had the freedom to grow our own way and we've been very like i don't know if it's like lucky or if this is just because we're really like a great fit for each other but we always we're growing separately but we're always like growing in the right direction or in the same direction yeah. even if it's at like different paces at different times we're on the same page but we're growing and evolving as individuals we both have different things that we're passionate about and we let that be and we encourage that to blossom into whatever it's going to and like we're always bringing new lessons and new thoughts and new discussions into the relationship that we were working on separately like for example we both went to therapy like separately because we both wanted to work on ourselves and then come together and like talk about what we learned talk about what we were doing talking about what we have improved on and things like that so i think it's so important to let both members or however members are in your relationship uh, <laughs> it's 2019 relationships can look any way you want them to but however many people are in your relationship i think it's so important that everyone has autonomy everyone has freedom to pursue what they want and become who they want um and your partner's role is not to like control or like inform your decisions it's like someone who is on your team um and and just like, and just so important at least yeah. to me. like that's always been an integral role of our relationship and i think the final you know the final like um you know end all be all is just love them yeah right and i don't mean you know the feeling of of love i mean like just actively, the actively yeah actively yeah. love them um you know because i think it's interesting because um, it's almost like relationship with with your your partner is it's it's I don't want to say it's conditional, but it's not unconditional, and so you have to constantly be reinforcing that like you're loving them versus yeah. like and I obviously I don't I don't have any kids, but from every person that <laughs> has had a kid and they've talked to. Like they would, there's no question they would do anything for their kid. Yeah. Um, it's not like they don't have to choose that. But I think for relationships, we have to choose that. 
right? Right. We're not born together. Or like siblings, right? Like siblings. You don't choose to love your siblings. You're born with that. I mean, you, you, you do, but I'm saying it's it's a different... You were born with a connection to each yeah, other. Yeah, you're born with them. And so when you're yeah choosing someone to, to marry or be in a relationship for long term, you're, you have to constantly be choosing them. Yeah. Um, and so that's why I say come back to that. Keep loving them all the time. Because yeah. um, we've both had a lot of like things happen, whether it's we've both had like really serious health problems, like mental health period, like really low mental health periods, moving um, financially, career, like we've had so many ups and downs as individuals and together. And it's like, you guys have to be on the same page and you have to understand that each person is on their own individual journey and each person is like doing their best and that's going to look different in a different season. So. Yeah, that's our biggest advice. Mm-hmm. Any closing thoughts? No, I All love right. you. I love you too, baby. <laughs> my fiance. You're going to be ex- my husband. <gasps> You're my ex-girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be your husband. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. If you didn't know, you can follow both of us on Instagram. Mine is Marie Yitbold and Andrew is Andrew Shows Fitness. So uh, if you didn't know, Andrew's personal trainer and an online coach, um, just like me. I'm not a personal trainer. I'm an online coach. Um, so if any ladies listening, if your guy needs some guidance with his fitness and personal development, Andrew is the man with the plan he just flexed (laughs) so um there's your hookup if you're looking for someone for your guy um again thank you so much for listening feel free to screenshot this and put it on instagram story and tag us so that we can send you some love Thank you guys so much for spending your time with me on the Grind and Be Grateful podcast. I'm so happy that we were able to hang out and share some good vibes today. It would mean the absolute world to me if you could take one second to share this episode with someone who you think would love it. And please leave the show or view on iTunes if you're enjoying it. Tell me what you think. Let me know what you want to hear more of. It would really help me out on my mission to educate and empower women to become their very best selves and create more content that you're going to love. Thank you again for listening and supporting the show. And until next time, don't forget to grind and be grateful, my friends.